0: back. We'll be right back. Attention crew, this is your captain speaking. This is a supplemental episode of Enterprising Individuals, where we bring you news and tidbits from the world of Trek, and also interviews with special guests and a few little surprises along the way. I'm your host, Caliban, and on today's show, we look at a motley collection of stories from the world of Star Trek. Some are political, some are documentarian in nature, and we'll also be featuring a review of the documentary For the Love of Spock, about the life and work of Leonard Nimoy, Mr. Spock himself. Plus, we'll take a look at the best comment from last week from our social media followers, and we'll preview what you can expect to hear on the show next week. So let's get started with a little Star Trek news. Captain Picard is French, I guess, or or something, but the actor who plays him, Patrick Stewart, is English, at least for now. The 76-year-old actor said in an interview on The View last week that he planned to apply for American citizenship so he can help fight Trump. The actor, who has worked in America for 30 years and has lived in America for almost 20, says he wants to get involved, and his friends in Washington say, quote, There's only one thing you can do, fight, fight, oppose, oppose. But I can't do it because I'm not a citizen, unquote. Stewart tweeted last month when he was staying in Washington, D.C., that he had the worst sleep of his life, and he wondered if there might be a connection to who was staying in the White House 300 yards away. Uh, This must have been during the week, of course. On the weekends, he's in New York. Well, good for him. Uh, Tell him to bring Ian McKellen along with him. I have to confess, when I heard a Star Trek captain was going to fight Trump, I instantly pictured a sandy arena and a ripped uniform Kirk wrestling with the Donald. Oh, curse these untrained hands or I'd make that video and put it on YouTube. Remember how frustrated we all are that NextGen got a big remaster job, but it's unlikely that we'll ever see remasters of DS9 or Voyager? Well, time to let some of that frustration go. The producers of the upcoming DS9 documentary, What We Left Behind, are planning to remaster select scenes for their film. Uh, On a recent episode of Engage, the official Star Trek podcast, director Adam Nimoy said that they are in negotiation with CBS to get the original negatives for selected scenes, and they plan to remaster them in HD themselves to give fans a look at what a remastered DS9 would look like. Iris Stephen Bear, producer and writer of DS9 and also of What We Left Behind, says, quote, It would give the fans another decade of dreaming what the whole series would look like. It would be that little taste, a lovely little taste, that first injection that leads to so many others, end quote. What We Leave Behind is slated to come out soon. Uh, I believe as of this taping, there is, I think, like a day and change left to contribute to the film's Indiegogo campaign. So do that if you love DS9 and wonder why no one has tried to make Those Were the Voyages the Star Trek Enterprise documentary. Speaking of Adam Nimoy, he wouldn't mind if his father returned to the big screen in a digital performance, a la Grand Moff Tarkin, in last year's Rogue One. In an interview with Trek Corps, Nimoy stated, quote, Yeah, I think it's an interesting idea. I love what they did in Rogue One. I thought it was pretty clever, and I was blown away by it, frankly. All the stuff that Peter Cushing was doing was mind-boggling to me. I'm a sucker for that stuff. I think it should certainly be explored, but I'm not the final arbiter as to whether it's going to happen, but I think it's a great idea personally, end quote. Oh, Adam, 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 don't praise the Other Star franchise, which is not to be named. And do you really want something like this? Spock and Leonard got such a great send-off in Star Trek Beyond, and your own personal film was a great look at his life as well. I mean, I feel like if we were talking about having a digital Chekhov in the next Abrams film, that would never fly. But of course, going back to the Other Star property, there have been rumblings about a digital Carrie Fisher, and it's too much. My opinion is, when you're an actor, especially when you're on set and you hear, that's a wrap, you're relieved, you got it done, your work is complete, and that's when you go home. Let's remember what we've got and look forward to new performances by new actors. And that's a nice kind of rocky transition to my mini-review of For the Love of Spock, Adam Nimoy's documentary about the life of his father, Leonard, primarily focusing on his role as Mr. Spock. It came out last year, It is, I'll say right now, available um, online. It's available actually at ForTheLoveOfSpock.com. You can buy a Blu-ray there. And it's pretty great. Um, He gets just about everybody that you can expect uh, to show up for this thing. Uh, William Shatner, of course, Takei's there. They even get new people like Simon Pegg. So old fans, people that work with him, new fans. Um, I mean, there's not a lot to say about it. It's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that I would... My review, which I'm giving now, I guess, would end up uh, fresh uh, if there's a fresh, rotten sort of uh, you know, dichotomy. Um, what, I, what I'd say is, you know, you, you say uh, warts and all for a documentary. Like, give me, if this is a great man or woman, give me the whole story and, you know, we'll judge. And it's, it's pretty glowing. It's not exactly a puff piece, but it, it makes him look pretty good, which is fine. He, you know, was by all accounts... Um, a a, a kind and generous man, also a complicated man as well, and that is dug into a little bit, but mostly it is a real kind of glowing look at Leonard Nimoy. Um, Also, (laughs) I know that he is integral to this story, like he was there. He is uh, the son of Leonard Nimoy, but Adam Nimoy shows up in this thing a lot. Like, I'm not accusing him of anything in particular, but it's kind of about Leonard and Adam at the same time. Uh, And that's fine. I mean, this is not an outside third party making this thing. This is the son of the man here. But maybe in a few years, somebody else who is not the son of the man will try to make another documentary about Leonard Nimoy or about, you know, the early days of Star Trek uh, itself. And we'll see how that goes. But other than that, like I said, a mini review. If you haven't seen it, you definitely have to see it. Uh, It's worth watching. Uh, Just look out for it being, you know, a very glowing sort of look at the life of, hey, a glowing great guy. And speaking of For the Love of Spock, I received an official communication from the Garden State Film Festival. If you're going to be in the vicinity of Atlantic City from March 30th to April 2nd of this year, you should check out the Garden State Film Festival. At the Garden State Film Festival, they will be screening Adam Nimoy's For the Love of Spock on April 1st. ...at Resort's Superstar Room 3 at 2.30 p.m. It'll be hosted by actor and author Stephen Lance... ...who will also be giving a talk on Saturday, April 1st... ...from 4.45 to 6.15 p.m. And he'll be talking about... uh, ...he played an alien science officer in Star Trek The Motion Picture. Uh, He also lived with uh, James Doohan during filming and he'll be relating some of his stories and impressions of the cast, anecdotes about William Shatner and the whole crew, and then, of course, hosting that documentary as well earlier in the day. So if you get a chance to check that out, you can find out more at gsff.org. We have an update on the upcoming Star Trek Discovery. Two new actors have been added to the cast. Jason Isaacs, who played Lucius Malfoy in the Harry Potter films, has been cast as Lorca, Captain of the Discovery. And Mary Wiseman of the shows Longmire and Baskets has been cast as Cadet Tilly, a Starfleet Academy cadet assigned to the Discovery. They join other previously announced actors such as James Frayne, Doug Jones, Michelle Yeoh, Maulik Pancholi, and Sonequa Martin Green. The series began production in January of this year and is currently expected to premiere, well, we don't know, last month. CBS CEO Les Moonves said the show is due in, quote, late summer, early fall, end quote. But he followed that up with, quote, probably, end quote. So who knows how accurate that is. Uh, The editorial portion of this story follows. I think this is great news. Uh, Great, great news. Jason Isaacs is a wonderful actor. He's very versatile as well. Uh, He's English, uh, I believe, British. uh, But he doesn't have to be British. Um, Check out his turn as Captain Steele in Black Hawk Down to hear his southern accent. It's not bad. So he doesn't necessarily have to be a British guy. Now, that being said, he's going to be a secondary character as the captain, while uh, Martin Green will be the main character, uh, number one. So he will totally be a distant, aloof captain who is British. I think that that's clear. Uh, But that's fine. Uh, He's going to be great. Um, I don't really know Mary Wiseman's work very well, but it's great to have more diversity in the show, as uh, she's our first ginger, I think. So good times there. As for the release date of the show... It's a running gag at this point on whether or not we'll ever see this thing. So business as usual on that front, which leads us to our top comment this week from our social media, which comes from Earl Green, who is at Logbook Guy on Twitter. I posted a story earlier in the week about Discovery's premiere being pushed to the aforementioned late summer, early fall slot, and Earl responded, "Will believe when seen." Right there with you, Earl. Between the production delays and CBS All Access well behind its plan for subscribers currently. They're about 2 million at this point. Uh, all Goodwife fans, I'm assuming. Far behind Netflix's reported 50 million subscribers. I mean, CBS is even biting the bullet and distributing Discovery on Netflix internationally, just not here. So, this whole enchilada is still up in the air uh, to torture a metaphor or, or to nail it if you're enjoying Southwestern cuisine on an airplane or in a restaurant at the top of a skyscraper. So,. Keep your eyes open and your fingers crossed, Earl, and thanks for your comment. You win a lifetime Netflix subscription, redeemable in the principality of Sealand. While we're at it, I want to direct you to Earl's website at thelogbook.com. Earl writes episode guides for Star Trek and Doctor Who and has a podcast himself. Ooh, competition. So you can check all of that out at (laughs) thelogbook.com. Remember, listeners, you can join in on the conversation and maybe have your comment read on the air. Just go to facebook.com forward slash EIST pod or find us at at EIST pod on Twitter or through our social media links on enterprisingindividuals.com. You can also reach the show at EIST pod at gmail.com with feedback and suggestions or to just say hello. We're waiting to receive your transmission. I'd also like to direct your attention to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash EIST pod. We work hard to bring you an entertaining and informative show every week, and if this was the 24th century where money didn't exist, we would do it merely for the sense of satisfaction. But this is the 21st century, and everything costs something, it seems. So if you enjoy the show and you want to help out, go to patreon.com forward slash EISTpod. We have many tiers or ranks at which you can contribute with different benefits and prizes you can receive, in addition to knowing you're contributing to something you love and are part of a larger community. Anything you can contribute would be appreciated and would help keep us flying. Thank you. And that's it for this supplemental episode of Enterprising Individuals. If you're an iTunes listener and you haven't yet, why not look us up on iTunes and make sure you're subscribed to the show. Also, write a little review if the spirit moves you, and give us a rating. At the very least, we'd appreciate it. If you're not on iTunes, you can still subscribe to the show on Google Play or Stitcher or wherever you get our show from. And if you leave positive comments and ratings on those platforms as well, we'd be eternally grateful. Next time, on Enterprising Individuals, the crew of the Starship Voyager has earned some shore leave, and they choose to spend it. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Watching Seven of Nine fight for her life in a blood sport called Tsunkatse. Dr. Christopher Dows joins me on the show to talk about an episode that explores sports entertainment in the Delta Quadrant, reunites for the first time J.G. Hertzler and Jeffrey Combs, and brings Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, to the world of Star Trek. Join us for the most electrifying show on the UPN in the year 2000. And until then, I'm your Captain Caliban, signing off and saying live long and prosper.